everyone. Welcome back, hopefully, or maybe welcome if this is the first episode that you're tuning in, but we are very glad to have you here with us today. If you're still here, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Mallory, in case this is your first episode. And I am Reagan. I'm kind of hoarse today. I don't know what's... I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. God, I love right. like the sound of the a horse voice. I'm already so like deep sounded. Like I, I never, this is ingrained in my mind because whenever I was probably 12 or 13 and we still had landlines back at our houses. And so when people would call our house, everybody thought I was Connor Oh, because I had... Like, I had a deeper voice, and my brother was still, he's three years younger than me. He was still going through that, like, oh. puberty. And they were like, oh, hi, Connor. I'm like, it's Reagan. <laughs> and it's always been an insecurity of mine, but. Me too. It's okay. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, at this point, what can you do? I'm like, I just sound like a man. Here yeah, I am. Yeah, and I ask Zach all the time, like, I don't sound manly to you. He's like, not at all. I was like, okay, well, good. Especially when I start laughing and talking at the same time. It's like, I get nasally. <laughs> Anyway, here we are. <laughs> um, I want to send a... Today is October the 3rd. Yesterday was Yvonne. Oh, yeah. Goodyear B Avenue's birthday. And hopefully she spent it in heaven doing beautiful Aww, things. I'm sure she did. I know. And she... I know that she would be rooting me on for stepping out of my comfort zone and doing this because she always fussed at me because in our prayer group I always refuse to pray out loud and I still do I'm very insecure about not having the right words to say and I hear other people pray and I'm like oh my prayers don't sound like that and so she would fuss at me and so I even still have texts from her telling me you know you need to be more confident and stop acting like oh i'm sure she's like smiling down oh i miss her i know i know how much she means to you probably how much she's played a big role in where you are today huge yeah Yeah. huge she and i went to high school together we but we really connected once we were both married because and this is so i hate to say things are random because it was definitely ho- definitely holy spirit not, yeah. led but at the time it felt very random when daniel and i um first got married we were told by multiple doctors and actually dr hardy told us that it would be a miracle if we were to get pregnant on our really? own. Yeah. Wow. And so at the time, I didn't know anybody else who was struggling with any infertility. But I had heard through the grapevine of our mutual friends that Yvonne was. And so one day, out of nowhere, literally, I text her, having no idea what I was going to get back. And if you know Yvonne, she was not the type of person to hold anything back, you know. So I get these paragraphs of text. And ever since we connected on that, we sort of walked together through both of our infertility struggles. And we ended up having our kids right, like, close together. I know Josie and Juliet were a couple of weeks apart, their birthdays. And so when she got pregnant for Peter, her third, 
she sent me a text that said, okay, like, come on, it's time, Mallory. You know, number three, we've done both of these together. Which was a whole nother story. You're like, no, thank you. Well, I wanted to. Daniel was a hard no. So um, I had to live vicariously through, through her. her pregnancy and her little Peter. So, yeah, anyway, I miss her a lot. And so I have, I have a story about her, actually, because when you said it, I always knew her through like the Catholic community, always like knew of her, and but I didn't personally know her like where she would know me Mm -hmm. or I didn't think so. And we were like friends on Facebook and you know how that goes. Yeah. And then I had taken Augustine to Chick-fil-A. I think it was when I still had the playground inside of the old location. And it was probably right, right after I moved back and she was there with all of her Kids. kids. Yeah. And she, I just remember, this is even, I didn't even know she was sick, like, Mm -hmm. at all. And she just, like, made such an impression on me in that very moment. Because she, like, knew of me. But instead of just being weird, like, I would have been and just sat and acted like we didn't know each other. She just, like, came right up to me, sat on the side of me, our kids played. And I really felt like she was cared to get, you know, to talk to me. I would have not been like that. Me either. And just goes to show you, like, how much of a person she was yeah and and i was always i have this really bad habit of getting intimidated by people who i feel like their faith is so much bigger than mine Mm. and she was one of those people who sort of made me want to cower in the corner like i can't i am nowhere near her level i can't be her friend because i i can't i don't do what she can do and you know and of course, that couldn't be farther from the truth, you know? And we ended up being in a prayer group together for a lot of years. And through all of that time, we had our little prayer group. We had no pictures, which I guess was good because at the time that meant we were disconnecting mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. there in the moment. But at the same time, now looking back, I hate that I don't have any thing to look back on from our little group we called ourselves blessed mothers <laughs> i don't think we ever gave a name to our prayer group which is probably for the best yeah uh, um it just it speaks to how much other people can provide the needed affirmation that we need i i also had a prayer group and we would meet every week and um, it was the same group of women. And that prayer group taught me what you were talking about of how to pray out loud mm-hmm. and how to be vulnerable in a group of, of people, especially in that intimate setting of prayer, especially with others that you feel not up to par with. Right. You know, um, and it, it really helped me learn how to pray. Mm-hmm. And it was through uh, the other's encouragement and affirmation that got me out of my own way, pridefulness, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and you know, we're coming off of episode one, release, which is so crazy, y'all. Like, me and Mallory were like, our goal is 100 listens, and we doubled it. it it's just weird. 
Well, (laughs) and I was not expecting how many people I was going to offend by not telling them that I was doing this until I started getting angry text messages. (laughs) And I hope that all of them listen to the first episode because in it we talked we about, talk about that yeah how i yeah. wanted to hide and not tell anyone i was not lying about that i told my brother and it was and only that was it. and we needed what we, we needed, needed him, him <laughs> because we were technologically challenged so I, I didn't have a choice but to tell him because he had to help us but um yeah i mean the love and support and affirmation was quite frankly overwhelming yeah I, that night at like 10 o'clock, I think I texted Mallory. I was like, I'm not podcasting anymore. I'm done. Like, I really just don't want to do this because I was like anticipating releasing the first episode, which I thought was pretty crappy. And um, we've learned a lot since then is what I mean by all how to talk. Yeah. And I texted her and I was so serious. I'm like, I'm done podcasting. Like, I'm done. That was like, this is a lot. I'm over this. Nobody's going to listen. <laughs> and she texted me in the morning. She's like, wait, for real? I'm like, I don't know. TBD. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. And so I, and I had gone into the Adoration Chapel before. Well, actually, it was being released, but it was like 530 in the morning going to the Adoration Chapel, mostly because I needed the Lord. I was like, hey, I am a psychopath right now. I'm so insecure. I am so anxious about releasing this podcast. And I was really just looking for the Lord to give me peace and comfort and affirmation. And he did not at all. (laughs) Like, it was great. But like, I walked out still in a place of this is going to suck, you know. And I got back in my car and I took my phone off of airplane mode. And it was like 6 a.m. And we have a group chat with all the women in my family, like my cousins and aunts. And there was like 50 text messages, just like affirmation, pictures of Lillian had us on her living room screen (laughs) with her coffee. And I was like, oh, and it was just that was the start of, I think what we said, like a trickle down of text messages, Mm -hmm. love, support sharing stories with the sweetest messages i mean shit my best friend was like you know you drug me through accounting i drug you through accounting and you drug me back to church and i was like in puddles all day long you know (laughs) and it got me thinking that thank god thank god that he gives us people to give us affirmation because he could have given me everything that I needed in the Adoration Chapel that morning. But he used everybody else around me in real world settings that are in our everyday lives for the most part to share his message of affirmation and love and respect and encouragement and, hey, you're doing the Lord's will. And it just got me thinking that, thank God that the Lord gives us people that directly can impact us every single day like that. I have a story about that. So I am not a person who is very good at providing verbal affirmations. My love language is acts of service, quality time. If you want somebody to toot your horn and tell you you're great, 
I'm not your gal. Um, of course, that's my husband's number one love language. So we're working on <laughs> it. But like that's the way he receives it the most. Yes, oh, okay. of course. Yeah, of, of course. course. So this was years ago because I remember talking, telling, well, you'll hear this story. It was the first axe retreat that I teamed and we had a mini retreat before the retreat for the team to just sort of bond before we go on this retreat for all these other women. And we played a game where you had to pop a balloon and you get a question and everybody has to answer these questions. And my question was about someone who positively influenced me. And once again, I don't want to say randomly because it wasn't. The first person that I thought of was this lady who I found via a Catholic NFP Facebook group. And she is an online Marquette, which is an NFP method, an online NFP instructor. And Daniel and I took her class. And so we became Facebook friends because you had to be because it was all online. Anyway, well, she is very unapologetically Catholic and is very vocal about it on her Facebook about all of, you know, she leaves no stone unturned. She talks a lot and posts a lot about the evils of abortion and just, so she immediately was the first person who came to my mind because I would see her get attacked. And I I don't even, I don't use that word lightly when I say it, attacked by people on her Facebook who didn't agree with her and she always responded to these vile hateful comments with such charity and every time I would read it Mm. I'm thinking wow you are way better of a person than me because I could not respond to first of all I'd probably block them second of all I could not respond in such a beautiful charitable way to someone saying such hateful evil mean things So she's the first person that pops in my mind. And so I tell the group this story and someone in the group says, well, have you ever told her that? And I'm like, no, of course not. No, I I don't even know this lady. Like I took her, her NFP class with a group of other people on the internet. I've never met her. I've never really interacted with her outside of an email, maybe two emails. Of course I haven't. And um, she said, well, I think, I think you should. You should tell her. So my immediate reaction is absolutely not. Because she's going to think, who is this stranger sending me a Facebook message? She, I know she doesn't. It had been years since we even took that class. She lives in another state. Like She has no idea who I am. But the Holy Spirit doing the Holy Spirit thing is just constantly like pick, 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 picking at my brain. And every time I would try and lose the thought, it was coming back. You should, you should reach out to her and tell her. So finally, I'm tired of the nagging. And so 
I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Get my phone out, type out a very nice message along those lines of just, I told her the story about my retreat, how her name, someone who I've never met before, (laughs) was who came up as inspirational to me. And how I think, you know, she's doing a great job. And I thought that it was wonderful the way that she responded with charity. Basically, keep doing what you're doing because I see you and I think it's great. And I wish more people were this, felt this strongly about their beliefs. To not care what internet trolls or even other people who are willing to say such negative things think. Right. Then I hurried up and put my phone away because I didn't want to, if she responded, I didn't want to see because I was haunt that I had even sent this lady this message. And sure enough, I get a big message back and she tells me that when, uh, it gives me the chills, when she received my message, she was in the bathtub, in tears, praying because she felt very defeated and felt like maybe she wasn't doing the right thing you know Mm. she was feeling like she needed help because you know maybe i need to stop doing this and maybe i'm saying too much and i'm tired of the attacks and all of this stuff and then she gets my message from total stranger in louisiana that gives me like full on chills. Right? Like full on chills. And so, of course, I had to go back to my team and tell them the. This is what I Yeah. Did. Thank you for the push. Yeah. But that experience really cemented in my mind well, A, how awesome it feels when you have such confirmation mm-hmm. that I was just God's instrument for mm-hmm. a fact. Like the right. Holy Spirit told me to do something, I did it. I got to see the outcome of it, which we don't always, but still, it's still a good feeling to know, you know? And that experience also made me start listening to those nudges Mm -hmm. and just doing it when I first feel it. If I start getting a feel like reach out to so-and-so, I'm going to do it. If I feel like I need to tell this stranger, which I'm not very good at the stranger thing, but I'm working on it, that they're doing a great job in the grocery store, like do it. Because when people, strangers tell me random compliments, that literally makes my whole week. I know. And that's what I was like, as I was thinking about all of this and it kept going and then I got to work and someone was like, oh, I really like that shirt on you. And I was like, thank you. Because, Gosh. you know, like, how many times do we see someone and we're, oh, they look, they look pretty today, but we just think about it in our minds and we don't say it and you never know what kind of impact you're going to make on them. I think, too, you have to remember that you don't know what's going on in someone's life, in yeah. someone's day. They could be having the worst morning of their life. And your one word of affirmation may totally change that around. And, and that is something that from all the feedback I got from the podcast was probably hit me the hardest was that someone said they were thinking about doing something and listened to it and it gave them the push to go and do it. And, and she said to me, 
Because I said, well, that's really funny because Reagan and I both thought that the first episode was kind of weak. Yeah. And she said, but you don't know what one little thing that you say that maybe to you isn't impactful, but it is going to hit someone else exactly where they need to hear it. And that's God's whole thing. I mean, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. It's just so amazing to me how we get to be instruments in each other's lives. Like we get to, we get to play that, that very important role. And that's, Part of what the Lord has us here to do, you know, is to play that those those roles in other people's lives. And, you know, at, at the same time, I know Mallory and I were talking, you and I were talking about this after the podcast as well, is that just as much as we have this ability to impact people with our words of affirmation, we also have an ability to impact people with our words of negativity or even sometimes in ways that were not intended mm-hmm. and you know I know you and I were talking about after of being on this podcast and desiring to share with all of our listeners our vulnerability and our stories and our struggles it's been a hard balance of how much do I share especially about specific situations right. And how much do I just keep private? Because the reality is, is there are other people involved sometimes. And I want to respect their boundaries and respect their lives and the way that people perceive them, you know? Right. And that's just been a hard, a hard thing. And I have been really struggling with that and trying to pray about how to go about doing that in the best way because... A lot of, well, and I think everybody could say this, your struggles are what made you what you are today. Mm -hmm. But part of what was instrumental for me on the Axe Retreat was realizing that everybody has something. Everybody has their shit. Everybody struggles. Everybody has a story. Everybody does. And there is a real power in sharing that with other people and also hearing their stories, you know? So I want to be delicate, Mm -hmm. but I also want to be honest and open and because that's why we're here. Yeah. There's no secret that I've been married before and divorced and of course, along with my like high school experience, where there are people that are probably listening, a part of that high school experience have shaped me into where I am now and the suffering and some of, of that, but also my previous marriage and the divorce, like that is a big, plays a big role into where I am and the perspectives I have. And it's something that I can't help but share. And I think it's something that the Lord is inviting me to share with everyone. Mm-hmm. But there is another person right. there. You know, there is Augustine's father there. And that's something that I've had to learn over the last couple years is how to do that respectively. Respectively. Respectfully. Yes. Because... <laughs> You know, for the first two years, I didn't give a crap. I, like, right. I wanted to hurt him, right. which is just part of the healing. You know, some of the things I regret. But 
over the last couple of years, you know, I'm at a point where I don't want to hurt him because of several different reasons. One, one of the reasons is that he is Augustine's father and I would do anything. And I, I do do anything for Augustine to see him as nothing but the best dad man on this earth Mm -hmm. because that's what Augustine deserves and that's what he needs to like grow up admiring his father because it's so essential to his his life you know and I will go the mile to make sure of that was it always that way what you mean like even when things were still ugly right at first did you feel that way? Were you still strong enough to be able to like put your personal feelings aside? Yeah, um, for the most part, it helped that Augustine was so small. Yeah, that a lot of the shit that happened between Jonah and I in the beginning, he he doesn't remember. Right. Um, it's not like we had a child that's aware of what's caught in the yeah. crossfire, so right. that was helpful. Um. But yeah, I think I always had that grace of just, you know, and I care about Jonah and I always cared about him. And so, you know, another factor is that is something I had to, we talk about therapy in every single episode, but it's something that I had to really go through therapy about is this weird concept to me that I relate myself to Jonah's actions Mm -hmm. because ultimately I feel which is not really true this is one of the things you gotta work through but I felt and I sometimes do feel that his actions were a reflection of of me because Mm -hmm. I chose that marriage I you know and I got into there and there was something about me that played a factor into poor choices Mm -hmm. and probably vice versa right and I still feel that way about certain things of when things go bad or when someone looks at a situation negatively, you try to kind of cover it up a little bit or defend it because you feel like it's a reflection of who you are, which is not really the case, but that's how it felt and that's how it feels sometimes. And of course, so like at the beginning, I found myself almost defending him because I was trying to soften the blow for me. Yeah. That's also what I do. I, like, I find myself now doing that for Augustine because I don't want anybody to look at anything a certain way because I want Augustine to never see any light of anything, you know? I didn't really get to that point fully until I came to a space where I realized that I am capable of doing the exact same thing that Jonah did to me. And that was something of a dark point in my life where I was obviously hurting and and trying to fill that void. And I found myself in a similar situation. And the Lord, by his ultimate grace, used that my sinfulness oh, and use that moment to show me that I am just as capable of some of those actions. Mm-hmm. And so who I am I 
to like look at my ex-husband and not realize that he also has woundedness and hurtfulness that may have caused it. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the things that I was most grateful for and and I am thankful for to the Lord because I do have this new perspective of, and I think it's a grace that he obviously gives me to be able to see in times where I'm acting out of like hurt and like, and I'm acting in this sinful manner or whatever, whether it be pridefulness or whatever it is, being able to then apply it to other people and give people, other people more benefit of the doubt, more grace. Yeah. I think that a big lesson that I have learned or maybe just through getting older, you realize that everyone's coming from a place of hurt in one way or another. And it helps when you start looking at people's actions or decisions based on what they've went through to get them to that point. Instead of being so quick to judge just that one decision that you see or or witness of. Yeah, and... Zach tells me a lot, like, you give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like, why are you taking up for why why are you taking up for them? I'm like, I'm not taking up for them. It's I, and sometimes I, I see his point of view. Like he's trying to just vent to me and I'm like playing devil's advocate and taking up for that other person. And I think it comes from that place of just wanting to give that person a little bit of grace and and I I've conditioned my brain to immediately think of all the reasons or possibilities around why the other person hurt me mm-hmm. or or why that person did something that wasn't the right choice. Mm-hmm. Because I know that they're not probably intending to do it. And so it's just like conditioned my brain to, to do that. And it is tough, especially for Zach's side. Like, or if you were just trying to come to vent to me and I was like, well, you know, like nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. I yeah. get it. But it's, I think it's, it's a good thing and I've had to really condition, but it's really only come from me realizing how bad I suck and reflecting on all the things that I've done that I'm not really proud of. I used to have a tendency and I realized it that I would always want to categorize people and look at them as either like I was very black or black and white in my thinking of how people were so you were either good or you were bad and I didn't give a lot of room for the gray and that's where I've sort of started trying to remind myself when I can feel myself going down that path when you know people do things to hurt you or you know this doesn't mean that they're a bad person everybody's gray everybody has some good everybody has some bad and it it's all up to us on which side we're gonna lean toward that day yeah and not as much as trying to decide if they're good or bad because at some point you know you have to have a boundary with people that continue to make bad choices right But I think it comes down to just realizing it in your own head to be able to let it not impact you as much, you know, like where it doesn't have as much of an effect. I I find that the more I can think about why someone might have done something that hurt me, 
the easier it is for me to let it go mm-hmm. or to process it to the point where it doesn't hurt me. And you said a word that can trigger a whole conversation on its own, but I do feel like Christians in general don't talk enough about boundaries and how boundaries really are healthy and helpful and it's not mean and it's not a bad thing to put up a boundary when one needs to be established and that took a lot of therapy (laughs) yeah boundaries are a hard one for me yeah to even like like to think through but it always had that that concept in there yeah it's just it's a struggle to find that line of when you're going to continue to give people grace and allow them to come and continue to be in your circle and impact your life versus when you're going to still give people grace but choose not to allow them into your circle and that's just a hard thing that I don't know I haven't figured out I'll probably repeat this on multiple episodes because This has been a big part of my story, but I was told by more than one priest at this point because I was confession hopping for a while because I wanted to make sure that I was getting accurate information, (laughs) but (laughs) but it was explained to me that forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same. And we are not called to reconcile. We are called to forgive. So just because you forgive someone in your heart and you truly let go of the debt that they owe you does not mean that you have to be back in any sort of relationship with them in any capacity. We are not called to reconcile. We are called to forgive. Yep. Because forgiveness is about us. It's not about them. Reconciliation is about them. Right. Not about us. Yeah. So how did you perceive like after the first episode of, do you struggle with like, like I do about how much to share and. Yes. And for, you know, obviously the same reasons other people are involved, but I would be doing a disservice to myself and my story and my growth and where I came from if I didn't talk about those things. So I feel like I have to. But there's a way to do it and not be disrespectful. But I'm also accepting of the fact that it's what happened. Yeah. I mean, point blank, it's what happened. Yeah, like truth is truth. Right. You know, and sometimes we have our own versions of truth, meaning or our own versions of the situation and the emotions that go with it. But at the end of the day, there are concrete truths right? in every situation that everybody would agree on. And and there are ways to tell your story without like sensationalizing it or adding a whole bunch of extra drama drama or yeah. feelings which i feel like both of us are on the other side of the forgiveness arc of yeah like the the trauma right i feel like we both have surpassed the very open wound yeah you know yeah like it's always gonna be a part of us 
like my situations, like my my struggles and your struggles, it's always going to be something that is going to be a part of us and it's always going to rear its head and it's always going to impact the way that we think and the way that we act. And that's okay. I think where the growth comes in is realizing realizing those very things and being able to take a step back and say, hey, I am acting like X because of this. Mm-hmm. And being able to to think through the wounds that, that still kind of stick. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I heard a talk at church one time that it was on forgiveness. And he said, he talked about the fact that it's a choice that sometimes you're going to have to keep making over and over and over again. And one day you might feel great and you've moved on. And then something sparks a memory or a feeling the next day. And you mm-hmm. got to forgive them again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for the most part, I'm, I feel like I'm beyond that. But I do know that that's... Listen, my forgiveness journey has lasted a solid probably 11 years. No no joke and and it was 11 years of wanting to forgive and praying to forgive and begging god please just i don't want this burden anymore every time i go to confession i would confess it hoping that that would you know give me a little extra because i'm in the confessional you know yeah it took a long time yeah, it's a process more than a a switch. So the one thing that I wanted to say at the beginning of this, and I forgot, but I just saw it on my notes, is a disclaimer that <laughs> we don't know it all. And this although is this is a play out of Reagan's playbook, although we may feel like we are always right, and we are the type. Who speak with a lot of conviction and, and passion. Yeah. We don't actually know it all. <laughs> so if we say something that you're like, mm, that's not church teaching or that's not biblical or whatever, let us know. We love to learn. And we don't love it. to be wrong, but... Yeah, you might hurt my feelings a little bit, but... I would rather learn oh, than absolutely. continue to be wrong. So we are not here because we feel like we have it figured out. We are not here because we feel like we have all the answers. We're not expecting everyone to also be in that, in that position um, either. Right. No, we're here to talk about the trenches and the struggles and the joys and you know, the wins, but yeah, the process, the real life. Yeah. And real life is that we don't know what we're doing. No. And it's so much fun. (laughs) Like these sessions, these are like therapy for yeah. me. I um, I just want to say thank you so much for all of the love and support and the affirmations. It impacted my heart more than I can say um, and probably more than I, I said to people whenever they yeah. sent messages. But um, it does sometimes take me a little bit to realize how much it impacted me. And I know Mallory is the same way. I just don't all, I I feel like I can't ever fully express how grateful I am. So I just say thank, like, 
Thank you so much. And I don't know what else to say for you to feel that I'm saying this like yeah. from my soul. But and then a lot of times for me, it's like a gradual gratitude. Yeah. Like I, I feel it in the in the moment, but the more I process it, the more I'm like, what the heck? I don't, you know, I don't deserve this. <laughs> and so um, we're going to drop a comment box on our stories probably on Instagram because that's what we do most of the time. But I'll maybe think about something on Facebook too, but go visit us on Instagram. Um, We're going to drop a a box on our stories for you guys to send comments or questions or things you want to talk about further. And we'll maybe um, jump on a live or jump on stories kind of like expanding because me and Mallory watch our videos back and when we're like editing, taking out all the likes and ums (laughs) and um <laughs> and the car alarms. and the car alarms obviously <laughs> thank you zach um and we were like man we had so much more we could we could say or i wish i would have said this you know mm-hmm. um well, i can talk forever so we'll put a little comment please go email us message us whatever we would love to hear from y'all and Continue, continue listening if you want. <laughs> we, uh, we all, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can obviously also just leave a comment and yeah. we'll. Anywhere, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, our email is for the love of God podcast at gmail.com. I thought it was the love of God <gasps> podcast. I don't think it let us do four. I think it was a, it's, it's um, in the comments. Yeah. Let's just go check it out. <laughs> what do we know? Scratch that. <laughs> We're praying for you. Pray for us. Until next time. Peace out. Peace out.